0: Welcome to Hymology on the Gospel Radio Network, a program sponsored by the Mars Hill Church of Christ, located at 1135 Rucker Road, Christiana, Tennessee, 37037. You may contact us by phone at 615-203-3637. If you would like more information about our congregation or this program, you may visit our website at www.marshillcoc.org. We invite you to join us every Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. right here on TGRN.org. And now, here is your host, Brother Kyle Webb. Welcome once again to Hemology. My name is Kyle Webb. I serve as the minister for the Mars Hill Church of Christ that meets in Christiana, Tennessee. I'm thankful that you have joined our program for today. Today's hymn study is going to be based on a song that I grew up singing all of my life, and maybe you have too, a song titled, Take Time to be Holy. It is a song with great meaning, and hopefully I can share that meaning with you in a meaningful way. As we usually begin our hymn studies, we begin with hymn history, and looking at the history of the song, looking at who wrote the song, the context in which it was written, really gives us insight into the meaning of the song as well. In the case with this song, the words and the music were not put together at the same time. There are many times where we find that uh, maybe the, the lyrics of a song are written more as a poem, and maybe that poem is shared with another individual who will put music to those words. And that is the case with this song. As we look at the authors of this song, we find that the words were written by William Dunn Longstaff. Who was born and also died in Sunderland, England. He was born January twenty eighth, eighteen twenty two, and he passed from this life April second of eighteen ninety four. We know that he was the son of a wealthy ship owner, known for supporting charitable works, and we see that it seems to go from from father to son here. Uh, he also uh, did a, a great number of charitable deeds. He, with his friend Arthur A. Reese, left the Church of England to establish Bethesda Free Chapel, where he served as treasurer and building supervisor. He was a close friend of William Booth, founder of the Salvation Army. Other friends and acquaintances include Dwight L. Moody, who preached at Bethesda Chapel while on campaign, and Ira D. Sankey, both known for their hymn writing, and you will find those names associated uh, with various hymns in our songbooks. But as we turn our attention to the music, we find that the music to this song was written by George Coles Stebbins, who was born in Orleans County, New York, February 26, 1846, and he died in Catskill, New York, October 6, 1945. He was nearly 100 years old. Mr. Stebbins grew up on a farm, and he eventually studied music in Buffalo and Rochester. He moved to Chicago in eighteen sixty nine and worked for Lyon and Healy Music Company. While in Chicago he met most of the leading religious musicians of the day, including George Root, Philip Bliss, and Ira Sankey. During his time in Chicago he served as music director for the First Baptist Church. And later in the same capacity for the Clarendon Street Baptist Church, 1874 to 1875, and also for six months at Tremont Temple, both in Boston. In 1876, he began working with Moody, Sankey, and others, helping compile many songbooks. He worked with Moody for 25 years and he was the co-editor with Thanky and James McGranahan of Gospel Hymns, numbers 3, 4, 5, and 6. As we turn our attention uh, more so back to the words here, uh, we look at the inspiration of the hymn. Whenever we have a poem or, or something that is written, there is some kind of inspiration behind it, whether it be scriptural or otherwise. But as we look at the inspiration of this hymn, the circumstances surrounding the writing of Take Time to be Holy are disputed, interestingly enough. Sankey said that it was written after Longstaff heard a sermon on First Peter chapter 1 and verse 16, in New Brighton, England. Uh, I believe Sankey here is the the publisher of the song. But Stebbins, the the composer of the tune itself, believed the words to be derived from a statement by Griffith John, a missionary to China, quoted from a meeting in Keswick, England. The song first appeared in English publication in 1882. And the information that that I found on the authors and the tune and inspiration and all of that is found in Hymns and History by Forrest M. McCann, published by Abilene Christian University Press in 1997. I have two or three books that, that I go back to, And this is one that that has uh, a large number of the songs that we actually sing and the history that goes along with those songs. As we look at the song, as we turn our attention to uh, the words and their meanings, as we look at this song, my personal memory uh, goes back to my childhood as we often sang it before Bible classes or during worship. Uh, I believe that once it may have even been used as a theme for one of our class studies. I personally remember this being used as more of a devotional song, and it probably fits better in that regard than any other way. But as we look at the words that were written Here they are. These are the words that uh, that Mr. Longstaff wrote, and this is what he had to write. Take time to be holy. Speak oft with thy Lord. Abide in him always and feed on his word. Make friends of God's children. Help those who are weak forgetting in nothing his blessing to seek. Take time to be holy, the world rushes on. Spend much time in secret with Jesus alone. By looking to Jesus, like him thou shalt be. Thy friends in thy conduct, his likeness shall see. Take time to be holy, let him be thy guide, and run not before him, whatever betide, in joy or in sorrow, still follow thy Lord, and looking to Jesus, still trust in his word. Take time to be holy, be calm in thy soul, each thought and each motive, beneath his control, thus led by his spirit to fountains of love, thou soon shalt be fitted for service above. The song itself is devoted to each of us taking time each and every day of our lives to pursue holiness. Holiness is not achieved by faith alone, but through our desire to be obedient to the will of God, a pursuit of Christian excellence. What is holiness? As we look at the meaning of the word holy, uh, an average dictionary will tell you that it is something to the effect of being exalted, or worthy of complete devotion, as one perfect in goodness and righteousness. And the word holiness simply means the state of being holy. Guy in Woods defines holiness in this way, and this comes from his commentary on the New Testament epistles of Peter, John, and Jude, published by a gospel advocate in 1991. And this is what he had to say about holiness. The holiness to which all are called is essentially separation from a life of habitual sin and all-worldly defilement. Holiness is, in essence, separating ourselves ourselves. From the world in an effort to devote ourselves completely to the will of God for us. God's will for us. Uh, Let's go back to the, the final stanza of this song. Take time to be holy. Be calm in thy soul. Each thought and each motive beneath his control. Thus led by his spirit to fountains of love, thou soon shalt be fitted for service above. It's all about a pursuit of holiness. We are to pursue holiness in this life. God's desire for us is that we remain sinless and unspotted from the world. And though we are not perfect, in this life at least, we can strive for perfection, knowing that the blood of Christ continually cleanses us from our sin. Let's turn our attention to Scripture. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God God's desire for us is not that we be conformed to this world, so to speak. Uh, not that we be influenced by it and, and form our thoughts, opinions, and our conduct based on the way that the world does or the way that the world lives. But we are to be transformed instead. And here Paul says that is done by the renewing of your mind. We renew our mind to God's will rather than the the things of the world. We separate ourselves from the world. We offer to God our bodies as a living sacrifice. We offer our lives as a sacrifice to him. And so that is the way that God wants us to be. He doesn't want us to be like the world, but he wants us to be different from the world. And so as we look at at being different from the world, we have to conform ourselves instead to the will of God. And we know the will of God through his word. But now let's think also here. We understand That we are not perfect. And there are some that that may even believe that perfection is not achievable in this life. And to some degree, they may be right. However, as we look at scripture, we see that there is a way that we can be seen as perfect before God. Look with me at 1 John chapter 1. Let's look at verses 5 through 10. First John 1, verses 5 through 10. And here we read, This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, As he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Let's read a a little bit further in the next three verses here. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So as we, we look at the thoughts here of First John, we find that we are not to walk in darkness. Darkness We could compare to the world. There's a world that even though they are living and breathing is in complete and utter darkness to the will of God. And they walk in the ways of the ruler of this world instead. The ways of Satan. That is not what God wants for us. He wants us to to walk in his light. An illumination of intelligence to some degree. Uh, Our knowledge of God's word and his will helps us to walk in light rather than in darkness. And so as we, we look at that idea of walking in the light, walking in the light of God as we often sing, If we walk in the light as he is in the light according to verse 7 of 1 John chapter 1 then we have fellowship with one another with our brothers and sisters in Christ but more importantly the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanses us from all sin even though we know that that moving forward, we're, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to do things the wrong way. We're going to make bad decisions. We know that the, the blood of Christ continually cleanses us as long as we remain in faithfulness to God. As long as we remain in that pursuit of holiness. And so holiness is achievable. But we have to understand it is only through the cleansing blood of Jesus Christ. We are to separate ourselves from the darkness of the world, instead pursuing a walk with God in his light. So again, while it may seem impossible, holiness is achievable when we make time. To study God's word and apply our understanding of it to how we live. Take time to be holy. Speak oft with thy Lord. Abide in him always. And feed on his word. Make friends of God's children. Help those who are weak forgetting in nothing his blessing to seek. That's the thought of the song, is that we make time in our lives for God, for that pursuit of holiness, that we take time to make sure that we are on the right track and that we continue that pursuit of Christian excellence. Holiness is made possible because of the perfection of Christ. He lived a perfect life on this earth. And even as he died, he never sinned against his father. And so he made himself a perfect sacrifice. And because of his perfection and because he offered himself as a sacrifice for us, for our sins, through our obedience... The sin in our lives is now covered by the precious blood of Jesus Christ, our obedience to the gospel and repentance, confession of faith, baptism for the remission of sins, or for those who have obeyed the gospel, maybe it is that, that they are in need of repentance of sins, asking for forgiveness and prayer on their behalf. That's holiness. That is, in essence, exactly what God wants of us. Our obedience, our devotion to being and remaining faithful to Him always to the end of this life. Even knowing that, that we cannot find perfection in this life per se, but we know that perfection will be presented upon us in judgment. If we are found faithful to him, God asks that we strive for holiness, not that we be perfect. He knows that we can't be perfect, but he wants us to strive to reach always for perfection, knowing that one day it will be ours in eternity. I thank you for being with me today. and I hope that this lesson has been helpful to you. I look forward to being with you once again on another episode of Hemology. But until we meet again, may God bless you.